Well, welcome to a live edition of the Q Talk. I'm actually calling this today because I'm going to be talking about the Q. I'm also doing our podcast, which is Ride Hard, Love Harder. So I'm going to do our whole intro as if we are actually doing uh, the podcast. So welcome to Ride Hard, Love Harder, a podcast for biker couples, non-couples, singles, and travelers. In this podcast, we take our listeners on a journey through our travels across the United States on our motorcycles and a journey through our marriage. We'll laugh a lot. We'll share a lot of great stories as we encourage and inspire you, inspire you and yours to celebrate life and have fun as you ride hard, love harder. So I decided to do this because this morning when I was doing my sermon, uh, I was talking a lot about the queue, and I said I would come on later on and just kind of update y'all or uh, let a lot of people know how the queue started, uh, where the vision and the dream uh, came from. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well use our platform uh, along with our podcast to do that, which is Ride Hard, Love Harder. For those of you who don't know, Queen City Biker Church actually started, I think the actual date was September the 4th, uh, 2015, but it was definitely the first Sunday in September in 2015. Uh, a lot of people don't know it, you know, uh, I was actually with uh, Calvary Chapel uh, for a while, not really long, and was always kind of uncomfortable. We pretty much had one ministry at Calvary Chapel, unless y'all remember. For those of you who've been around at least 15 years, you'll remember that was Calvary Riders uh, is who we was. And that was pretty much the only ministry we had. And at that particular time, the church was pretty much focused on supporting the motorcycle ministry. And that was pretty much what our job was, was to have church on Sunday and do everything else. Uh, but the motorcycle ministry, and I'd even talked about that in one of my sermons. I looked at an old sermon about a month ago, and I laughed because I talked about that. And then in that process, I had went to the uh, Calvary Chapel's uh, pastor's conference. Leaving that pastor's conference, I just felt like this was it. This was the end of it for us, that I probably wouldn't be doing this no more. But I didn't know what was next. And as we was riding our motorcycles, it's like riding through the cloud as God spoke to me about start a biker church. Didn't have an idea what that was like. Was scared, was terrified. You know, we stopped at a restaurant. I mentioned it to the wife, and she didn't know what I was talking about neither. What did that look like? I mean, it was just a thousand and one questions uh, that we didn't have answers to or we didn't really know the true questions. Uh, we, we left Atlanta that weekend, went straight up to D.C. because we fellowship with the Knights. Actually, we wasn't Knights at that particular time. We were still Calvary Riders, but we went up there and we fellowshiped with the Kingdom Knights. I think that was in 2009, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm losing myself. But that was a pretty good while ago. So we went up there and we fellowshiped, and then we came home, and I immediately uh, wrote a resignation letter to Calvary Chapel saying, hey, I'm, I'm done. Uh Supposedly, they had a guy out of Salisbury that was actually going to take over our church. Honestly, I never knew what happened. I knew it didn't happen, but that particular point, that wasn't my concern. Uh, then I just kind of floated around a while. 
uh, ended up Googling, searching, and my first Google search really didn't come up with nothing. So we ended up searching, Google searching, and then I found uh, Freedom Biker Church. So at the time, we was actually training and equipping to actually become Freedom Biker Church of Charlotte. Uh, going back and forth with them, going through the classes and training, uh, everything that they wanted us to do, which was actually going great, was going fine. In the midst of all of that, we was like, we had gotten our board members. Uh, I think I was in phase three, because they have phases, which I think phase three was the final phase. Uh, so, or either was phase four. Whatever their final phase was, we was in the final phase. And they sprung it on us. You got to lay your colors down. And that just ripped through me like I don't know what. Uh, and then we, at that particular time, we had been at Freedom Biker Church in Monroe for about two years. Uh, and we came to Freedom Biker Church to leave. We were just going to leave some kind of way because it wasn't like we used Freedom Biker Church or not. We went there to get training to leave. We was going to be something of Charlotte. Uh, but then when they said lay your colors down, it just kind of, like I said, just kind of like cut me from ear to ear, and I was just bleeding. I was like, you know, this is my heart. This is my passion. And I almost kind of felt like I knew that at that particular time, I was like, the community really won't accept us without colors on. Uh, so then at that particular time, we prayed on it, we prayed on it. We had already taken that format that we was in, and we added it to a little bit of what we was doing at Calvary Chapel, hence the expository teaching the verse by verse, the kind of way we run the service, more contemporary than traditional. Uh, and then we just added my own personal swag into it. Uh, we started off with a board member, had another pastor, uh, but it was kind of hard because when we first started out, it was just like a club. I had to do the same thing clubs have to do. Now, you want to be a club in your city? Uh, I had to go to all the OMCs at that particular time. And Charlotte had the four, the main four at that particular time. Uh, I went to them one by one uh, by the grace of God. They had already known me because we had already been on the set a while anyway. Uh, and it's kind of like, unanimously all of them pretty much said hey you know pastor e we believe in you do what you're gonna do uh, it's needed on our set or it's needed in our community and, and, and a couple of them told me you know it's gonna be hard because you know bikers ain't gonna be wanting to come to church especially on the, on the black side and i was like yeah okay what was amazing about that is every one of them gave us the okay to do whatever we did however we do it but they all had one thing that we couldn't do, which worked out great for us, and that was we could not put our logo on the back of a pack. We could put it on T-shirts, hats, anything else. Our logo could not be a centerpiece. And if it was a centerpiece, it had to be extremely small. And I had already agreed with that because I was still part of the motorcycle ministry. Actually, I don't think I was. I think we laid our colors down uh, because of some bad situations with another organization. Uh, but then shortly after, you know, we started a Kingdom Night, June the 6th in 2015. Then the church started uh, Labor Day weekend in 2015. So 2015 was a busy, hot year for us. Uh, and like I say, we, we did this thing with full respect. Uh, 
you know, I've met with the OMCs. I've talked with them. At least two of them I knew because I had seen them on the set a while. The other two uh, I had just met uh, in those talks and then didn't know anything about it at the time. Uh, Charlotte had a council board. Uh, I was actually on the council, so a lot of y'all was in Charlotte. You actually, you know, we had our meeting uh, at our church. Our first service, uh, you know, we had church back then at 1 o'clock because we were subleasing. Uh, we was the third church in a particular building. We was at the bottom. We used to call it the dungeon, so we was blessed for it. Uh, we had like 25 people in the news crew. And we was kind of shocked, and everybody kind of looked around why the news crew was here. Till this day, I felt like somebody in the bike community, you know, spilled the beans, which was great. But I remember talking to the news guy saying, why are you here? Why would you come here? And he said, this has been a bad weekend. There was a lot of crime, a lot of stuff going on. In a meeting, somebody said, I've heard about this biker church. That's good news. Send somebody over there. So our very first service, we was actually on the news. It kind of just blew us away. So then, hence, you know, we started the church. Um, we just kind of just did our own thing. We just did it differently. You know, I actually set the church up, and the church still is set up to where if you come to church, we want you to feel like you're in a clubhouse. We want you to feel like everything that you would do in a clubhouse besides drinking alcohol and committing adultery, uh, you, you, you would feel that comfortable at church. We really wanted it to be because we had been to other biker churches now. One of the things you got to remember, at this particular time, on the urban side, we was the first biker church. We was it. There was tons of motorcycle ministry, but we was the first biker church. So we really didn't have any example to go by except on the white side. Now, later on, once I started advertising the logo, uh, most of y'all know about Enlightened Motorcycle Ministry, uh, Pastor Nate, dear brother, dear friend, love him. I mean, great guy, you know, then they started after me and him had a lot of meetings and stuff, and he wanted to know what I was going through, and we educated him on a lot, because, man, I was excited that, you know, somebody else was coming along board, doing this here thing, but we was like the first urban uh, biker church. Uh, our community had no idea what we was. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but even in the city of Charlotte, most of the bikers still don't know how to take them. They don't have a clue. They don't get, we just a church just an old-fashioned church we just a church like any other church it's just our denomination is biker church it's like the baptist church we support we focus we do everything geared towards the bikers but you know we say all the time our church doors is open to any and everybody that walk through those doors uh by the grace of god we ended up filling a void that was really missing in our community uh, where we started marrying bikers, counseling bikers, dedicated homes. Um, we just started kind of like doing things that some bikers knew us and some bikers didn't know us, but they didn't know where to turn. It was like, man, I wish there was somebody in the bike world that can do this. But because I was already known for, you know, being a true ground pounder, a lot of people already knew me as Pastor E, so it was like, who's got the Pastor E? And then, they, of course, now come a lot of work, and it became a lot of work. I mean, with us being the first urban biker church, uh, we was doing bike blessings, biker Sundays. I mean, we was busy. Them first two and a half years, 
I mean, I would tell you, it just wore me down, wore me out. We was loving it, enjoying it, but man, we was just busy. And uh, I mean, we stayed busy from doing things on Saturday to doing things on Sunday. We were just all over the place. But once again, I started feeling guilty because now I'm still a biker that's trying to become a pastor. But I'm still doing the same things I was doing with the motorcycle ministry. It just escalated. So a lot of times we were doing these long trips, we wouldn't have church. So I kept praying, 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 saying, God, I'm ready to become more of a pastor than a biker. Still going to do my riding because that's in my blood. But at that particular point, I really wanted to roll over to more of a pastor role. And I'm still working on that, but y'all pray for me. You know, struggling with that, to become more of a pastor, solid in everything. So it just became a huge blessing for us. It became a, a great opportunity for us to expand what we do. And before we started the church, we had already had things on, on paper, on deck that we wanted to do. We already knew that we was going to do a woman's conference. We already knew some kind of way we were going to do a couple's conference. We already knew we were going to do a men's conference. We always knew we were going to do those things. But the funny thing about it is that a lot of people don't know because nobody showed up. Uh, we had actually done an all-couples ride in Charlotte. I think we had three or four couples to come. Uh, but that night, we did like a karaoke night couples, biker couples, and nobody showed up. <laughs> I mean, nobody showed up. I mean, we had food, we had the DJ, we had the lights, camera, action, and nobody showed up. But I knew we couldn't give up because it was so new to our community. Across the board, you got to remember, we it. We're the first ones. We was it. Nobody had done this. Nobody had heard of this. But on the flip side of this, we was making a lot of people mad. <laughs> a lot of people was truly upset with what we was doing. Uh, my board member, which was my secretary at the particular time, I mean, I was getting, I mean, really, when we first, them first two years, man, it was emotionally I was drained. It was Sundays I was scared to come to church. I mean, we had people talking about us in a bad way. Uh, and, and no disrespect to any races, but a lot of the, the white community was, was just being negative to us, saying a lot of things that was hurtful. Uh, they was even posting stuff on social media. Uh, I was able to see one complete article, but a lot of them, you know, my secretary at the time, she would catch those if she saw them or somebody said something to her. She would always delete them to make sure I didn't see them. But they was attacking us like a pit bull. And we just kind of hung in there. <coughs> you know, we just kind of didn't worry about what people thought or said. We just prayed on it. And this is what we're going to do for our community. Uh, and and it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a stumbling block. Because then not only was I getting a lot of backlash from that side of the community, which, you know, affected me emotionally and mentally and all that good stuff. Now, so is some of the urban people are upset. You know, thinking we trying to change the setting. We wasn't trying to do anything but have church on Sunday. We wasn't trying to do nothing but, once again, have church on Sunday. So it became really, really tough. And then on, on, I'm still part of, at this particular time, I'm, I'm, I'm still part of the BEPC, the Bikers Empowerment Training Conference. I'm still on the council of Charlotte. So I'm still a little busy. Eventually, I had 
you know, we of course we moved away from the BTC. Now y'all see me at the prop. So, you know, I went from BTC to the prop. Uh, so now I'm still busy with the prop, but I'm even more busy with the prop uh, because of the role that they had me in as far as the general session, as far as uh, uh, moderating the president's vice presidents, uh, and just simple things. Uh, and then there's still the church, and then, of course, there's still the Kingdom Knights Motorcycle Meet. So I'm just busy. Uh, by the grace of God, I've been on my job for a minute. Uh, so me getting time off is really never a problem for, you know, I always did my job, worked real good. I always volunteer to work on the weekend and stuff, and they always knew my job knows what I do when I'm not there. That's important for pastors that still work, that your job know you're a pastor. So that way when you want time off that they really can't give you or don't want to, they understand that they're giving it to you because of your role outside the job. So even till this day, my job, dispatcher, terminal manager, all of them know I'm a pastor. I don't hide it. I let them know uh, when I'm doing pastoral things. I let them know why I'm doing it, where I'm going, so they get it. And that's important uh, that they understand it. And, and we went through some changes. Man, we have literally went through some changes. Uh, I don't have the same board members that I did. Uh, I don't have the other pastor that started the church with me, uh, which that was a blessing in disguise because it allowed uh, the first lady to go from the pastor's wife to actually the co-pastor. So that became a blessing because now the things that she was doing uh, – it got noticed by our overseer. For those of you who don't know, Queen City Biker Church is up under the Alliance of God. Uh, Philip Pettis is about six or seven churches in this organization. Uh, they 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 like us, <laughs> you know. They 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 uh, sometimes a little confused about who we are and what we are. Uh, uh, Philip Pettis, with Doctor Pettis at the time, was well still Doctor Pettis. He felt uh, God laid it on his heart, and he called me and said, you know, I think that uh, I need to ordain your wife. How do you feel about that? You know, she's still going to be under you, uh, but God is calling me to make her a pastor. And I said, well, she can't be a pastor. She can be an elder. He said, well, you know, an elder in our organization is the same thing as a pastor. I said, cool. I'm cool with that. But, you know, it's a husband and a wife thing. I'm still, you know, head of the household because we ain't equal in this thing, uh, even though we are equal in the eyes of God. But So then we just really started uh, working more we started uh and like now i guess after about two years in uh was it one year in i think we had our first because this year would have been our third conference so yeah about two years in uh we had our first uh couples conference which was in our eyes was successful because you got to remember we had tried this years ago when we wasn't a church so we, I'm thinking, ain't nobody going to show up. But we had a couple of couples that showed up. We was blown away. And then, of course, last year we were even still blown away because it grew. <coughs> and then, you know, at one time, and we still probably going to do this, uh, don't know uh, how I'm going to do it. Uh, I had been planning on doing a biker's crusade. Had been praying on it. Had even paid somebody to come up with a logo for us. And God said, no. You started in, in ministry through men's ministry. Uh, you got baptized by being in a men's ministry. 
everything you've done, you didn't even go to church. You didn't have a church, but you had those group of men uh, that was around you. So God said to me, start doing the men's thing. Start doing the men's ministry. And it worked out because our first men's conference, for those of you who don't know, which was last year in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I have two guys that's on the board. Everything I do, I have a board because I don't want to do nothing by myself. I need somebody to help me make decisions. I need for somebody to say, man, that don't sound good or that sounds good or that sounds good. Let's add this to it, you know. So everything I do, I have a board. Uh, my two men that's on the board, they're bikers, uh, which is uh, their Colonel Logic, for those of you, uh, J Mr. Justified, Don Phillips. Uh, those are my board members. Uh, we're hoping to add at least one more uh, board member uh, probably after this year's uh, conference. And this year's conference, I'm telling you guys, I am really uh, brainstorming, putting this thing in it. Of course, it, 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 it's, uh, it's going to be in April, the fourth Saturday in April, probably be from either 9 to 10, I mean uh, 9 to 12 or 10 to 1. You know, we're going we gonna to give it a three-hour slot, but you won't be there three hours. But you will be because you'll be fellowshipping, you know. And we really want to roll out the red carpet. Uh, <coughs> the two guys that's on the board with me, they're passionate about ministry within themselves. Uh, they're definitely passionate about men's ministry. Uh, and, and, and they give me an opportunity to just be me, but to listen to their voice too, which means a lot. So we definitely want you guys to get ready for Rally at the Key. Uh, and, and that's pretty much, you know, I had pretty much, you know, told uh, the board that I have now that I really want to let you guys focus on other stuff. Uh, all I want to focus on is Sunday morning and the men's ministry. Y'all can handle the women's ministry. We can work together on the couples ministry. And then y'all just kind of add me in for the couples ministry. But I really want to passionately build the men's ministry up. So it's a little different. Uh, once again, we're doing something different uh, on the bike set. And, and, and people need to understand as a church, you know, we have a part in this just like uh, what you clubs do. We have, you know, uh, the original board members, which, excuse me, was all bikers. Uh, the board members now are bikers. Uh, the board members that's on the woman uh, board that's on the couples that's on the uh, men are all bikers. My other two board members uh, that's on uh, the couples conference, y'all know Foxy and Diesel. Uh, you know Foxy's the CEO, general manager of the PROC. Everybody know Diesel. Uh, there's a couple, y'all have seen them. There are other board members. Uh, they love it. They pour into it. And they was already mentors to me and the wife anyway because, you know, they've been married a lot longer than us. They've been bikers. A lot longer than us, and you know, I remember we all met. We met. I don't know if they remember. We was all on sport bikes, or we was on metric bikes when we first met, and uh, we just hit it off then. So we knew we was gonna start the uh, couples conference. I reached out to them right away, saying, "Hey, I want you guys to pray on it, to be on the board, to help us build this thing up." And of course, they accepted the challenge, and it has been a challenge, and we just had a ball uh, doing what we do. But once again. We're just a piece of that puzzle in the bike community. 
And all we've ever asked is just give us a chance. Just give us a minute. Uh, just try us out. You know, and then I talk about the other churches. You know, of course, I talk about Solomon's Porch in Dallas. You know, I definitely talk about uh, Noel Johnson Creek uh, out there in Las Vegas. I definitely pastor Nate out there in California. You know, I know they have another church, but I've never really met that pastor. I've met them two guys personally. You know, so it's easy for me to talk about people that I've shook hands with, laid eyeballs on with, laughed and joked with and ate with, you know. Uh, you know, we got Pastor Barnes up in Maryland uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, he AMA. Uh, <laughs> I know he's probably going to say something to me for saying it like that. Uh, but, you know, with us being a full-blown biker church, we definitely, definitely, every time we have a meeting, whatever we do, we always go into it saying our number one goal is to reach the bikers. That's our number one goal. Everybody else is a thousand times, 200,000 times welcome. But our number one goal is to reach bikers. It's to show bikers that you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and still be a biker. You can still ride across country like we just did 18 days on the road, did the whole Northwest over 8,000 plus miles, and we had a ball. We was at Sturgis just like a whole bunch of other bikers. Was. That wasn't our first Sturgis, matter of fact. So we've been to Daytona. We've been to uh, the Roundup. Uh, so, you know, we've done it. You know, we, we, we just out here doing it a hint bit different. But you wouldn't know that unless you were hung around. A lot of people just look at us and they just get nervous. I remember uh, one of my outlaw brothers, we used to talk. And, and I would always say to him, you know, man, we just like you guys. When you guys show up, don't nobody want to talk to y'all. Everybody stay away from y'all. I said, well, guess what? When we show up, don't nobody want to talk to us. Everybody stay away from us. We really the same. We are honestly the same. And I just wanted to come on here today uh, because I kept saying this morning, a lot of people have been congratulating us on our five-year anniversary at Queen City Biker Church. And we definitely, and I definitely really want to say to the bottom of my heart with every ounce of blood and every ounce of oxygen that I have, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and continually to believe in us, continually pray for us, uh, definitely continually support us, start supporting us more. We have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of vision. A lot of bikers have came to us with things that they would like to see us do. And I always say, I don't want to do things by myself. We need help. We need people to come along board, uh, to get on this here train, uh, and get behind the bars, and let's just ride this thing out, and let's build this up. And, man, we really appreciate uh, what the community have done, and we definitely want to do more. We want to be more visible. We know we have a satellite church in Atlanta. Uh, we're going to have an actual church in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, we're going to have a church, actual church in Florence, uh, South Carolina. We're looking to add more locations. Uh, as I mentioned, other men and other men pouring into me what they would like to do as far as being pastors of this here thing. Uh, so we just, just, just striving forward. And we say all the time, 
uh, I tell people I'm the friendliest person out there. I know that it's intimidating to talk to me. I get it. You know, like I had this guy say to me one time, man, I walk up to you and I look at your vest and, you know, I see the 100,000 mile patch and I see the, you know, the uh, iron butt patches and the coast to coast patch and now I'm wearing a 48 state patch. You look at that and I just say, you know what, that's it's just my hobby just like yours. I go to work every day. I do this on the weekend and on vacation just like everybody else. I mean, you see that, you know, part of the hall chapter when I was part of it, you know, five years, four years in a row or whatever, I was the mileage champion. Uh, you know, I'm averaging 20, 25, 30,000 miles every year, uh, even during this pandemic. You know, uh, I'm still at 15,000 miles for the year. If we was going to the ride to eat, that probably would have put me over 20,000 miles. Probably now I got to make it work. But I'm just like everybody else. I just have a belief system in Jesus Christ that allows me without a doubt to love on you allows me without a doubt to just love passionately being there for you i love praying for you i love marrying you i don't really like doing funerals but i love the fact that a lot of you now have someone to turn to when there's a biker that goes down and we need to do a funeral i love the fact that you know i've dedicated homes and all that i love all that you know and that's been a good thing for me. So I just wanted to come on here this evening and just share this with y'all uh, uh, to say thank you for supporting us for five years, uh, continually to support us. As always, uh, we're, we're no different than any other church except for we don't have the numbers that a lot of church do. And you know, when we was doing our back-to-school drive, you know, a lot of that was a financial burden on us because we fed everybody. When we supplied the food, uh, a lot of these here uh, conferences that we do, we have the materials, the decorations, the food. Uh, we got to bring in the speakers. Uh, you know, it's just a lot. And when you're, you're still a small church like us, we really need the bike community to support us financially as if you're going to a party. I mean, I say if you can give a party $20 and, you know, hey, you can donate $2 to us. That's 10%, you know, that, and that goes a long way for what we do. Uh, so always, if God lays it on your heart, if you just feel the need uh, to want to claim something on your taxes because we 501c, hey, donate to our cash app, TCBCCLT, or just write in Queen City Biker Church. Uh, definitely uh, support our podcast. You know, we got our new podcast uh, that's kicking off. And uh, once again, I just want to say I love you. And simply because this is part of our podcast, I got to end it the way I opened it. And I just want to say thank you for listening to Ride Hard, Love Harder, a podcast for biker couples where couples live out their journeys, building hobbies, celebrating a fun-filled life together. This your boy, Pastor E, saying I love you.